Greetings, humans. It is now feeding time. Commencing entertainment. You may now listen to audio vibrations. Life as a slave on an alien ship. It's the only life to live. Nothing has greater purpose than to serve our master. Composition end. Now listen to Squackle cast via intracommunication apparatus. Okay. Um, welcome to Squacklecast episode... Oh, wait, shit. Welcome to Squacklecast episode 25. Hi, Billy. Hey! How's it going? David. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is the big 2-5 Another one here. of these? <laughs> is huh? Another one of these? Is yeah. That... Well, it's a big 2-5. You know what that means. It's 25? Yeah. All right, or seven. It means we can rent a car. What else can you do when you're 25? Buy a gun? Is that? You can buy a gun when you're 18. You can buy a gun when you're 18? I thought you had to be like 21. Uh, well, I guess it depends on the state. And I'll cause 21. Yes. What about um buying movie tickets for R-rated films for people under 18? Uh, you still have to be 18. I think uh, I thought I was a little older, didn't you? Oh, I don't know. I don't buy... I don't go to movies with minority... Or not minors, but... <laughs> minors. <laughs> with the minors. So, but you hate minorities. <laughs> I mean... Let's be real here. I don't go to movies you with... You hate with, women and minorities. That's, I don't go to movies with anyone. That's what we're going to learn So that's today. that's technically true on both cases. I don't go to movies with minors or minorities. Okay. Or women or men. <laughs> so I just kind of go alone. The fact that you have to explain this thoroughly <laughs> isn't really the case. <laughs> well, I misspoke. It's like you're in court. Is that the worst thing? Like when you misspeak and it happens to be something that, that can be construed as racist? <laughs> That's like everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say minors, okay? It was a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, what were we talking about again? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the Second Amendment. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Republican Talk, <laughs> where we talk about your constitutional rights and how the government is about to take over. Just like uh, Obama was going to take over Texas. Yeah, has that happened yet? Norris was claiming. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm over Texas being an independent state. I think it needs to be uh, taken over by the Constitution again. It should probably be just be taken over by Mexico again. Which has a better chance of making it on their own, Texas or California? Uh, probably California because it's more diverse and it's in everything. But, but it's very dependent on other states getting water and stuff like that. Because it. Well, California we don't really. Basically, a desert. Well, we don't import water. From other states. But it comes from all the different states, and we get a lot of it from different sources. Sure, but water goes to Mexico, too, from the United States, too. I mean, it's kind of besides the point. Like, basically, California is like the number eight like economy in the world, if you mm-hmm. took it without being in part of the United does States. Does Texas still have a lot of oil reserves? 
Yeah, it or is that... Texas has a lot of oil. California has a lot of oil, too, as far as I know. Yeah. Because most of it's covered from the fracking now. So Texas and California would probably make it? Yeah, Texas and California could definitely kind of be their own. Texas should be like Outer Haven in uh, Metal Gear Solid. Just be a... <laughs> A, well, giant, <laughs> a giant place for mercenaries together. <laughs> well, it sort of is, right? Everyone's got a gun down there yeah. and exactly yeah. open carry, and you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And then Big Boss would just lead the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's enough for uh, government, Paul, government stuff, I guess, right? We should just teach a class on it. <laughs> <laughs> the Squacko Poli class. I, I didn't review any of this material. This is just going off my memory from high school. We just make it all up. <laughs> and <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. It GeoCity sites. Um, but on today's show, we had a guest to the, for today's show. Right? Your friend? Yeah, we did, but he uh, said no today. Did he, he, did he just decline on coming on? He just, said he, just said he couldn't genuinely do it today. Busy. I he didn't give me an explanation. I, think but... I don't think he wants to be. I think he listened to another <laughs> podcast and realized what he was getting himself into. When just maybe, you know, yeah, that's possible. But um, today's show, we'll be talking about Mad Max, California. Mm -hmm. um, you saw it yes. You saw it yesterday, right? Oh, Mad Max. Yes, I did see it. I saw yeah, it. I saw it yesterday. Saw it late at night. And that was not a pleasant experience. Was it crowded? Uh, you know what? I don't even know because I was right. I was like literally in the front row. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it was as pleasant of an experience as I probably would have preferred, but yeah. I couldn't even really see who was in the theater. But, uh, so the thing is the theater I went to, uh, they recently remodeled or recently changed it into this dine-in experience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't, have you ever been to one? Um, no, but we'll talk about more on that later. And okay. uh, I mean, also on the show today, today TV Upfronts, mm -hmm. which is uh, where media buyers go to see what's new on television, so they can buy ad space, things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but first, Japanese game shows. Are you a big fan of Japanese game shows? Uh, from the random clips I see, yes. <laughs> I think uh, I think my biggest exposure to Japanese game shows is the uh, the translation or translated version of Takeshi's Castle or whatever that was on Spike TV. Yeah, and or there was also Ninja Warrior. I guess was the same kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, th there's a few successful adaptations here in the U.S. It seems like the internet's made just for Japanese game shows, though. It's like it's Japanese game shows, bad cover songs, and then cats. Like that's what the internet's made for but like you said ninja warrior there's what the original ninja warrior that was on the what was it the defunct what was that channel uh, g4 yeah g4 what is it now esquire i think it's esquire now right? uh i think it's still g4 isn't it i'm not sure it's it's uh, they're supposed to change into esquire network but then they i think they stopped doing that and then it's just G4, okay. and it's not doing So it's still anything. just G4, and they just show whatever. Uh, they just show reruns, I think. They don't really yeah. show any normal content anymore. Cause that seems like a waste of, they're, waste of space. <laughs> yeah, the, the story with that is that they're they're winding down everything, so they canceled everything. Yeah. And then they're going to go to Esquire Network. And then, for some reason, they decided, hey, we're making a lot of money on those reruns, I guess. So, so they're just not going to do the Esquire <laughs> Network after all. 
or maybe I don't know they how lost many, the licensing. I don't know how much money you can actually make on reruns, though, because you're still paying for that content. Unless it's not like they're repurposing any old content. Because uh, I mean, I remember the last time I was watching G4, it was just a bunch of Bond movies. It was Bond, well, the cops, stuff like that. It's it's usually pretty cheap uh, comparatively to making original content, and so you just sell ad space, and ad space is like what thirty bucks a spot. 40 bucks a spot. That's for, at least for cable. I don't know what it is for uh, national covered national. I don't know. I'm saying rates, it's but more expensive. I don't know. It's, it's, it's paying for it because it, it goes up, doesn't it? It, it? it doesn't just stay constant. Well, it, if they get like the really crappy. And, he, and they don't get to keep any of that. Right. But it's like really crappy stuff that they're licensing or licensing for really cheap. They make a lot of money. And that's, that's how it usually is. Like, uh, a lot of local channels, like, uh, I don't know if you ever watch KCOP or KDOC, Orange County. It's like basically Channel 13 or channel like, like for those random like channels that are not ABC or NBC or CBS. <clears throat> they basically, that's how they make their money. Is... But they flirt around with original content too, but. Uh... Yeah, it's, but it's mostly the Anyway, news, Japanese so... game shows, they, there was what, Ninja Warrior and then American mm -hmm. Ninja Warrior. Hole in the Wall. Did you used to watch Hole in the Wall? I don't even know what that is. It's like um, contestants face this giant wall, and there's like a small cutout in the wall. And as the wall approaches you, you're supposed to try to fit into that cutout. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I've seen clips of this, uh, actually. Yeah. It's Hole it's, it's. I think it used to be on Cartoon Network, or it might be, still be on Cartoon Network. But uh, the most notable one's probably Wipeout on ABC. Mm -hmm. The uh, obstacle course, Wipeout. Yeah, I think I've seen or heard of that. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty popular. But I think the question now is, like, what new Japanese game show would make it big into America? So I'm going to introduce some clips, some ideas, run them by you. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to pick which one would make it big. All right? Does okay. that sound good? Sure. All right. So the first one comes from a Japanese variety show, AK Bingo, which uh, is sort of a tie-in to the Japanese girl band, AKB48. So they have those girls on, and then they have, like, two hosts on the show. And in this segment... It's a challenge between two of the girls, and each of them are trying to blow a bug into the other's mouth through a tube. Mm -hmm. Now, you saw the clip. Yeah. Does that sound appealing to you at all? <laughs> uh, it sounds like a, like a dumb version of Fear Factor. Uh -huh. So, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I mean, Fear Factor, they're doing it for money. I don't know what you would play for, though. Like, would you just play for money, or...? Well, everything has to be for money in America, right? Yeah. Like, you're you not going to... just do it for prestige? No. <laughs> we don't... We don't do it for Would do you just give out just some sort of random gift? If, uh, what would I do with a random gift? Yeah. Like if you like if you didn't know what the gift was, 
mm-hmm. and you were playing for some sort of mystery gift, would you still? Uh, no. <laughs> I <can't. laughs> I, if I, but if I was going to watch it, I guess, just to make sure that the, if the gift wasn't... What if there was a 50-50 chance that if you won this like cockroach game, or you're trying to blow a cockroach or a cicada into the other person's mouth, that you could either win a new car or a notebook. And not like a computer notebook, like just a pencil and paper notebook. Mm-hmm. Like that was the 50-50 chance. Like if, 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 the, if the prize was just basically joke prizes, mm-hmm. like... And they're trying to make it seem like it was actually a good prize. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get this new car, and it's actually like a toy car. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, if you win, you had a choice of choosing A or mm-hmm. B, and you had a 50-50 chance of choosing a good prize. I like, would you still do it? It seems, seems a little convoluted, because you've already got the chances of a 50, 50, you have a 50% chance of getting through the cockroach part, and then you got another 50% chance to get through the the prize thing no it's still the prize though <laughs> you just won so now you get to choose your prize and you just don't but know why would you choose is. the prize why did they just give you the prize because that's part of the fun no i think it's i think it's, there's too many steps involved how are there too many <laughs> steps involved? It's two steps you win and then you choose a prize what <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Okay, so there's the competition part, but I don't understand why you gotta choose a prize. Why you just well, win the like prize? Well, it's like Wheel of Fortune, right? When you select right. the envelope at the end, right? Right. And, and then you, if you, you solve the last the... puzzle, then you get the package or whatever it is at the end, right? <laughs> sure, but that's and that's then it's like either it's... going to be more money but... or it's going to be a car or a trip or something. <laughs> but that's like a bonus of the of the of the initial game. He's already they've already got the the Wheel of Fortune fortune stuff. Yeah, let's say you get a thousand dollars, and then you get a, a bonus. Okay. Well, I'm gonna be honest like with you. I'm gonna be honest game. with you, and I think Wheel of Fortune is a little too complicated for me anyway. How is Wheel of Fortune <laughs> too complicated? <laughs> I never understood it really. <laughs> I got, as far as the you spin the wheel and then you select letters. <laughs> but but when you get the trips or whatever, and you guess like a letter. And you get three of those letters. Why don't you get three times that trip? Like you would when, get three times, they, when, three times the cash. When they break it up into, when when they break up into like half a car, and you have to win both halves to get that whole car. Or, uh, they do that. I think they do that. Yeah. That's even more confusing. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the cockroach one. There's orgasm wars. Mm-hmm. And you showed me that, and I was like a little, little grossed out. Yeah, because you hate minorities. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't hate them. You just don't like being around. <laughs> but Orgasm Wars features a gay man trying to make a straight man climax. Mm-hmm. And the clip, which I guess you're going to post all these up, right? Uh, whatever clips you gave me, all five, I guess, we're going to yeah. all five? Okay. Yeah. Sure. And uh, the straight man is a porn actor in Japan. Mm-hmm. He's very adamant that this gay man is never going to get him to come. Mm-hmm. But this gay man is very adamant that he can make 
um, this straight man come. And it just becomes a test of wills as this gay man gives the straight porn actor a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And it goes on for, what, 10 minutes? Should we say how it ends? I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, it's on YouTube. <laughs> like, like he, he gets into a climax. Yeah. He basically, so. The gay guy basically gets the gay man to, to come. Mm. Is that something so, that? So my question is, that make it on you, so. well, no, it wouldn't make it in America. But um, would you? So watch what it? I'm curious about is, do they do it the opposite way? Do they have like a girl trying to get? Do they try to make a girl get the orgasm? What do you mean? Do they try to get a gay man to get a girl? To yeah, orgasm? sure. <laughs> do they do, <laughs> do they do it the other way? I don't know. There's only one clip that I've seen. Would that make it better for you? Would you rather see a gay man go down on a girl? It would be funnier. How is it funnier? Cause... It would just be like any... Because <laughs> it would be it'll even be, more, even more awkward. Because he's grossed out. The gay man would be grossed out. Yeah. Because it, it would be even would be more awkward. Out, though. It would be more awkward for the straight man, though, wouldn't it? Uh, not if he's a porn actor. I think you're just confusing everything now. Is that like what you're doing? Because we're don't... talking about a gay man trying to get a woman to climax. And now you're saying, oh, not if he's a porn actor. Like, what are you talking about? Um, it's like, why do we even do anything on this? What was um... the whole point of this? It's like... Um. Okay, so the next one. <laughs> What's the fourth? I feel one? like you should just be on every one of these shows. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like just what? Go to Japan and be on one, every one of these shows. I don't want to go on any of these shows. <laughs> okay, so the one that's, I that should be the show. It'll be an American show. You're, you're the only contestant on the show, <laughs> and we just do fucked up things to you. Like, we're going to bring in a gay dude to blow David. <laughs> and then see if he comes and see how awkward he feels. <laughs> like, I don't know what. We're going to make David sit in a room for an hour with black guys. We're going to make him. Make him... <laughs> we're going we're gonna to feed him cockroaches all day. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he has to hold it in his mouth while people tickle him. <laughs> You're going to be attacked by spiders. <laughs> uh. So the so the one I actually did I did kind of enjoy is the is the tickling one. You didn't like the box one cuz that was the one I was going to oh, go. The box one was fun too. Yeah. The box one is just these guys are on a pyramid of boxes. And they'll choose a number, and when the number flips around, there's something that comes out and attacks the boxes. So one of them was like um, soccer players kicking soccer balls, trying to knock down the boxes. And if you the bo- and then if the tower collapses, then the person loses because they fall off. It's kind of like human Jenga, right? Or I think human Jenga would just be totally different, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's more like it's like it's like Jenga sort of, but. 
No, I'm talking um, about actual human Django. Like, how would that work? Oh, like, like just, just people on top of each other? And then you pull people out? Yeah. That would seem like be that would seem to be something like you would play with zombies or something. Like a bunch of dead zombies Probably. on top of each other. Yeah. How did you go to zombies so quick? Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But Because anyway, when I think of a pile of humans, I think I think dead people. It wouldn't it be funnier if they were actually alive? Probably not. Okay. Just feel, <laughs> I would just feel sad. Yeah, sure you would. <laughs> we should just have you in the Jenga. That's what would be. But uh, the next one, do not swallow. Or they feed Japanese women milk, and they can't swallow it. They have to keep it in their mouths while they're being tickled by this pervy guy in, what, a fedora? or <laughs> Did they call it a fedora? I don't think it's really called a fedora. So There's this guy... That, but... Yeah, he's wearing a fedora. Yeah. But he's tickling the women, and then, and then these women do their best to keep it in their mouths, and then they just end up spinning it in this guy's face, and he's, I don't know, he seems pretty amused and content with. Mm -hmm. Would that be more up your alley? Uh, yeah, for some reason it is. I don't know. Would you rather be the one doing the tickling or the one with the milk? If, if I was getting paid, yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you want to get paid to, to tickle like random hot girls? What if they have something that you don't like? What if you're allergic to milk? <laughs> they're then, spinning in your face. Then they have to give you almond milk, I guess. Almond milk? No, you're gonna get like just cow's milk, or uh, or like mother's milk, <laughs> like Mad Max. <laughs> Ooh. And then, uh, what is it? The last one is hot cheese. Mm -hmm. Where these girls, they each spin around a baseball bat for 10 seconds. They pick up a spoonful of hot fondue cheese from a pot. Mm -hmm. And then have to run across the stage and feed it to a guy sitting down. Mm -hmm. So which of those five will be the next big hit? I think they're going to make them all, put them all together. And then that's going to be the next hit. That would be the Squacko Show? Uh, that's going to be Japanese game show. It's just the show that they're going to call it. Starring David. Yeah, so you're going to be on top of a box while you're tickling a girl, while uh, someone is throwing hot cheese at you. No, I feel like the show should just be you. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be on the box. <laughs> and people just come out one by one trying to knock off the box. Knock you down. Mm -hmm. Or you're the one being fed and like hot cheese too and being just burned. <laughs> like second degree burns. Yeah, the burning thing I'm not down with at all. And then you're probably going to do what? Masturbation karaoke were. Masturbation someone... karaoke? You didn't hear a masturbation karaoke? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was... The that was last it? month. <laughs> was it the last clip? Did I not click it? I don't think it was one. I don't think it was one of the clips. But I can show you later. It's 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 essentially what it sounds like. So you, just, you just stand sing, up next to a microphone and contestants off into it? sing karaoke um, while they're being jacked off to. Like they they have a woman jacking off the contestant. 
mm-hmm. while they're trying to sing, trying to finish the song. And I'm guessing if you don't finish the song, then you die. But if you do, then you come and you climax and everything just uh, uh, fine. So someone else is jerking you off. You're not jerking off into a microphone? Uh, no, that's what we're doing now. Just jerking off into a microphone. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would you be on that? Would you do any of these shows? No. <laughs> I'm not Japanese enough, I guess. Because you hate Asians, right? <laughs> I, guess. I don't hate Asians at all. In fact, I like them. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you do any of these? I think if anything... Well, which ones would you do? <laughs> I would do all of them, except, oh. the, uh, except the, the bug box one. one, right? No, the bug one. I went into the bug one. Oh, okay. No, screw that. That's that's too that's too much, man. <laughs> but it's a it's a nice cockroach. Do you think you could win that one though, the bug one? No. Not even if, not even the effort of trying. I think you could win. Why would you think I could win? I think you can blow really hard. That's why I think you can win. I believe in you, David. I think you can blow really well. They blow a lot of hot air. Yeah. <laughs> As we do. Yeah. <laughs> But um, and I think you can win the uh, orgasm war. <laughs> You're gonna be flaccid the entire time. <laughs> I have I have no. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. I like how these segments are just <laughs> very quiet and awkward, and you don't want to participate in it. <laughs> um. It's like your masculinity is so threatened by everything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just weirded out by sex and uh, and boobs and cockroaches and spiders and cheese. I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, I don't know, man. Speaking of fragile masculinity, Mad Max, you mm-hmm. saw it, right? Sure, uh, I did see it. It must have been pretty crowded if you weren't watching it, what, at 11 at night yesterday? Yeah, I was watching it 11 at night. and On a Friday, too. On a Friday, and it started at 11.45, actually. And when I was buying the tickets, it was already all sold out, except for, like, five seats in the front. So I was like, okay, that's weird. So when I get in at 11.45, the theater is empty. So I have no idea what the fuck is going on. It's, a, it's assigned seating, so I guess people are taking their time to get there. That's at um, AMC 20? Is it science? Yeah, AMC 20. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I was right up at the front, and the lady was kind of lying to me when she said, oh, it's not that close to the, to the screen. Mm. Basically, I had to, like, push myself into the chair to get a better angle. <laughs> so they have, like, those huge uh, seat recliners. Mm. Um, so it's, like, really a lot of padding and stuff like that, and they're very comfortable. But... By the end of it, I was kind of not comfortable anymore <laughs> because, I don't know, like, I, I was pushing myself was back into the neck? seat. Yeah, a little bit because the angle of the of it is trying to make you, like, point forward. Mm-hmm. But since you're trying to, like, look up because of the, the front of the screen. or cause What's the, the point front? of having seats so close, though? I don't know. It's just, to, it just, just packing everyone in because I don't know anyone who would want to be that close. It's, it's to add more people into the theater and to get more money out of each showing. That's the only reason. Yeah. And uh, But at a certain point, wouldn't just customers say, no, we're man, we're not doing it. We're just going to. Well, I mean, some people like me like really want to watch it, and we drove over there 
And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just buy it. I'll just watch it. So basically, I did myself a disservice by by doing that, doing so. Um, and I enjoyed the movie even despite not being able to really enjoy the full frame. I was like, basically, I was focused on like maybe half the screen at any one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the action was great and it was interesting, but it was kind of hard to like take in. And the first sequence was really, like, sped up and stuff, so it was really hard for me to really know what was going on at all. The first sequence, you mean... Um... Like, the intro. Okay. The intro sequence was really sped so up. So, not, not the first We're not going to go into spoilers. Sequence, right? Yeah, we're not really going to go into spoilers, really, but this, this is just, like, the setup of the, of the movie, is that there's, like, a chase sequence and stuff, and it's really hard to see what's going on, because there's a lot of things happening, mm-hmm. and... At least getting used to being up front like that. I've only ever watched like one or two other movies that close. And I saw, I think I might have seen Avengers pretty close up too, but not as close as it was for this one. So The only one I saw up close was one of the Pirates of the Caribbean films, and I hated it. I hated the movie, and I hated being that close because it was just yeah. uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah, I think uh, for the few. I, well, I think if it wasn't the angle of my neck, I probably would have been fine with it, but. Now that they're doing these dining experiences with the lounge chairs or whatever, it's getting kind of weird for me to even be there in the first place. And then all of a sudden I'm like trying to push my neck up against the, the seat to angle it so I can watch the movie. And so so the, dine, it, the dining service, when do you talk about it a little more? Explain. So basically <laughs> all the theater tents are waiters now. Um, you have the... Basically, people will come in during the previews or trailers and ask if you want any beer or food or anything like that. And they have, like, a full-service kitchen, mm-hmm. and you can literally eat a meal there. And uh, it doesn't. It didn't seem like, at least the beer prices didn't seem that because much Because they always than, had food at theaters. They always had, Yeah, like, they always had the pizzas. popcorn, the hot dogs, and it was more concession stand sort of there stuff. Was always, there was, like, pizzas, too, and things like that. Yeah. But. But yeah, once you, as soon as you walk into the theater, you see a bar, <laughs> and you see like seating like at a bar, and so it's kind of kind of interesting, I guess. You mean not... on the outside or inside the theater? Inside, inside the theater. So I couldn't even see the popcorn or you know any of the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, this is it's interesting. I don't, I don't, I'm not contested against the bar thing. I think what I'm more like irked at, irked with is the actual seating and how there's like a table in front of you and. Like you're not there to watch a movie anymore. You're there to wait. There's an actual table in front of you. Or? Yeah, there was. There's a swing table in front of me. Okay. So you're not there to watch a movie anymore. You're there to have an experience, and so it's just like it. It kind of complicates it for me because I'm just there to watch a movie, mm-hmm. and I'm not really thinking, "Hey, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go to AMC and eat." So that's kind of a weird thing in my head. My head. I guess I gotta get used to thinking, "Hey, I can go eat at AMC and watch a movie," but. When I'm watching a movie at a theater, I basically just want to watch a movie at a theater. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I haven't had too much experience with that. I don't know if it's just some of the bigger chains that are trying to cater to those crowds. Because mm-hmm. I think at Cinewalk, that's what they do, right? The, uh, well, Anaheim. I haven't, haven't been there. Yeah, I think that's what they converted to. They have a full bar, and I think they serve food, too. When Los Angeles has a bunch of theaters like that. Uh-huh. Where well, it's, it's assigned seating and the chairs are pretty nice and uh, they do serve food and alcohol and things like that. But I've never actually seen swing tables. Yeah, there's just tables in front of you, so 
and you can swing them out or yeah their swing table is like um like in classrooms right they're just they swing out yeah they... like a, it's like a big table like in a in a classroom okay and uh i mean it's it's where it's all going because they want to maximize it and i think uh it's the only good thing about it is that it limits the amount of people actually in the theater so in this case uh it said maximum occupancy in that room was 80 and I believe it's usually around 115 or something like that for a normal. Is it theater. a twin theater or something, or the it's size a, of a twin theater? Or? It's the size of a normal theater. I wouldn't say it's like a big, a huge theater, mm-hmm. but it's like a normal size theater. And I think uh, they lose about 20 percent of total people that they can pack in there. How many people did you see were eating around you? Um, I didn't. I didn't really look around too much because I was in the front. Uh, but the people next to me, one guy was he bought like a, a beer, I think, and that was mm-hmm. it. Um, but people are constantly going in and out. Like, of the, like oh, when I was waiting for the movie outside, uh, I was seeing the waiter people go in and out of the theater, like during the movie, serving food. So I was like, okay, I hope they don't really do that during the, during a movie. And they didn't, right? They, I not as far as I could tell because I was in the front row, so I couldn't. I wasn't like looking around during the movie to see. What well, was if you're on. in the front row, shouldn't you notice? Because when you see, well, people... only one guy was there. Yeah, and he did come a couple times, so I. I don't know. I guess it was distracting to me because now people are coming in and serving people. Maybe while you just need to pick happening. a new theater then. I I guess I have to because I like the AMC because <laughs> of the stadium seating. Uh-huh. And uh, well, I mean, I guess the Edwards is the Edwards that's around here doesn't have that yet. So it's just the normal stadium seating, and so I guess I'll just have to go to Edwards. Edwards is a little far farther away from me than the AMC. That's why I like to go to the AMC. But yeah, how did, how did you like the movie though? Uh, I thought it was great. I think uh, it's probably like a classic '80s action movie updated for today with compared t- to the other Mad Max films. Today's you've seen all three of them, right? Yeah, I've saw all three. Yeah, how does it compare to the other Mel Gibson stuff? Uh, definitely, I feel like there's a lot more action than any of the other ones, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's if the other ones were like a seven in action, this one's like a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's definitely practically wall, wall-to-wall action. Yeah, it's... Just the entire length of the film is just all action. There's a lot of nice action set pieces that just go in and out of each other, and things change a lot, and um, I didn't feel like any particular action sequence needed to breathe more at all, because it was just it just constantly it was going, 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 going. And, of course, they give you like a little rest like in the middle of those huge action... Uh, yeah, the sequences. movie just moves, like, because they're on the road the entire time, mm-hmm. so they're constantly on the move. But just the camera itself is always moving. Yeah, like it's always zooming in or flying in and moving out, and you get these, um, what choppy cuts and things like that, and sped up <laughs> things. Yeah, did I you could... notice when they sped up certain shots? Uh, I, you know, this is probably going to go with like where I was sitting, so I couldn't really. I didn't really pay attention too much to that. I think uh, I know how like some things were slowed down and sped yeah. up a little bit, but uh, it didn't really affect me too much. I think it was it more was more to the style mm-hmm. uh, than anything else. But would you um, say it still keeps in in tune with the original style, or it's I just more kinetic? It's yeah, it's definitely more kinetic. I think it's it's a an acceleration of what it was before. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of in line with it, but it just it just kind of amps up. I feel everything. like 
George Miller finally created the most outrageous meadow as fuck film that he <laughs> always wanted to make and was never able to in the 80s. Uh-huh. Like, wasn't that the sense? Like, he, like the things he wanted to do, he couldn't really do back then in the 80s and early 90s just because of the te- technical limitations. Well, and was... now that he has all this technology, he's able yeah. to do everything, just throw everything on the screen that he wants. Yeah, well, I was looking at his, his uh, filmography, and I didn't really see anything too spectacular outside of the Mad Maxes and then... Happy Feet. Happy, and happy Feet. So it's just like, <laughs> I don't really know what else he was doing, I guess. He must have been writing or producing other things, but uh, as far as directing goes, he didn't really do anything, anything super huge action other than the Mad Max stuff, which isn't even I know for a pe- that much action. But For a period of time, I think it was like 2007 or 2008, he was, was going to do Justice League. Mm-hmm. You remember that, right? I don't. I don't. I honestly don't even know who George Miller is or was until like today, basically. And when I was looking <laughs> him up, even by, when you were watching Mad Max, yeah, it didn't. It didn't like the it, the director didn't really click for me, so it didn't really like. Oh, that's George Miller. I didn't really. think Yeah, he was going to direct um, a Justice League film, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, was loosely based on the Tower of Babel arc, mm-hmm. where. Someone steals Batman's notes on how to defeat all the members of the Justice League, essentially. And they had, they had already cast everybody. They did um, costume fittings and things like that. And they were going to shoot in Australia, but then their, their, um, their tax credit or whatever in Australia didn't go through. And they couldn't find another place to shoot to fit their budget. And then the entire thing just fell apart. But it was also during the writer's strike. Uh-huh. So I guess they couldn't make any other changes and things like that, so everything just fell apart. And, that sucks. and they never made it, and now we're getting our own, what, Zack Snyder, Justice League? Yeah. But after this Mad Max film, would you, how interested would you have been in a George Miller Justice League? If he's making one after this, then I would be 100% on board. But before it, I probably would have been like, he did. You're like happy feet. He, he did <laughs> happy feet, <laughs> and well, I guess he did the original Mad Maxes, but I don't see how that translates to comic books. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't see how Mad Max would technically transfer over to comic books other than action. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I think what I really enjoyed out of it is that it's rated R, and that it doesn't doesn't really hold anything back. Uh, a lot of the the tropes as far as like you know pregnant girl. Stuff like that. You would think, oh, pregnant girl's going to live until the end. No, she's the first one to die. <laughs> well, shit. Well, <laughs> I just did a spoiler. Like so we're not going to spoil <laughs> anything this time. Yeah, pregnant girl okay, I'm going to cut that out. So, <laughs> well, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it kind of takes away from the tropes that usually are in, like, movies. So, things that you would think are going to happen don't actually happen and actually happen opposite. So, that's what I liked out of the movie. Because and... there's a lot of uproar on the internet where there are just guys who are upset that the patriarchy is ruined in this mm-hmm. film, right? Yeah. Charlie Theron's character basically goes up against um, the leader in charge. He was his guy, and mm-hmm. all the guys are in charge. And then she goes up, and these other women, and then they just totally clash and yeah. bring down the male patriarchy. So not that but, I have a problem with it, but... Uh, you lie. You got a problem because you hate women. <laughs> but it, it is it is very pro woman. It is a very pro woman movie. 
And that's that was interesting as for an action movie, I guess. But in that climate, wouldn't that just make sense? In our social climate, wouldn't that just make sense? Well, it's going to be whoever... Uh, yeah, I mean, what? It's, I mean, you mean like if that actually happened? Like with the patriarchy? No, just from a creative sensibility. What in the mean? times that we're living today, like wouldn't mm-hmm. it just make sense to be more open with how we portray women on screen. Sure. Because there's just a lot of male-driven action movies, like um, Marvel films. Like, they're just male-driven action movies, and then Mm -hmm. you got, like, Liam Neeson films and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't... make it more gender-even? Sure, but I don't don't agree with men rights activists on really anything. But, uh, I mean, you can see what they're saying, I guess, when they're saying... Like in the Mad Max movies, you kind of have this idea, if you haven't actually watched them, that, oh, the movies are about Mad Max, and they're about this, and they're about him being a badass. It's but still about Mad Max, though. It's still, yeah, it's still about, everything's still about Mad Max, but the thing is, it's not really about him only. It's about the things going on around him. And usually, I mean, I guess that there's been strong female uh, characters in all of them, except for the first one, I guess, because the first one's mostly just about him. Um, but the third, but third one had Tina Turner, and she was a very strong female character. Like, does she a, die in the third one? She does, but she was in charge of, like, the whole. Was town. she a villain? Because I vaguely remember Thunderdome, and then yeah, I she was the not villain. being that impressed with Thunderdome. Like, I was pretty let down with Thunderdome. Yeah, she was the villain. She was like the. Yeah, she was basically in charge of the town, and she was basically an authoritarian figure. Yeah, but being and, the villain is not quite the same as being the one of the protagonist of the film, though. Sure, but I mean that yeah. in that case she's the she's an anti- antagonist. Yeah, but she's still a strong female character. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily out of place to have that role be a protagonist mm-hmm. for the for the strong female character, especially with uh, Charlize Theron. She's usually a pretty convincing actor and probably a strong female figure in anything she's really been in, mm-hmm. as far as I've seen. Like with uh, Prometheus, she was pretty a pretty strong female character in that as well. Until like the second half of the film, where she just totally loses it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, well, there's other problems with that movie than than just that. But <laughs> yeah, it was such but, an odd turn in that movie. <laughs> but generally, in that movie, she was like a strong female character. Yeah. So. But how did you like um, Tom Hardy as Max? <clears throat> uh, I think it was fine. He, the only thing I guess I was kind of let down with is that it wasn't there wasn't so much. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it as a movie, but since it's been so long since we actually had a Mad Max, I would have liked a little bit more characterization or a little bit more like, oh, this is where Max is at from those things that happened before. Because it's still technically in line with, with the other movies, I guess. So, I don't, I'm not sure I quite follow. You wanted, I wanted to, a I wanted to know from the film or you no, wanted... I wanted a little, to know a little more about what's going on with Max as far as everything in his life, I guess. I thought... It was pretty set up of everything that's going on in his life. Didn't you get that sense just from the beginning? Well, he just, like, basically for the past 20 years he's been roaming around, or is it like... Only... Would, it, would it be 20 years? Because they don't really state... Well, I don't know. That's, that's the thing. I, I probably would have liked something... Because it's not really a sequel and it's not really a reboot. It's yeah, I would have liked, liked something saying, like, how much time may have passed or... Like how long he's been just out alone or something like that. Wasn't the interceptor destroyed in the second film though? Um, wasn't the what? 
the interceptor, the VA police interceptor. Oh, Mad his, Max's his, car. His car? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think it was in number two, yeah. He must I feel like found... it's always destroying and it comes back magically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, because like, definitely like the in this one, it was just, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. No one's even listening, dude. It's like... Um... No, because it's it, the yeah, cars always destroy, and I'm I don't know if it makes an appearance in Thunderdome. Does it make an appearance in Thunderdome? I, I forget. I think maybe it does. I think because in 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 this the new one there are still a few callbacks from the original films, like the music box. I remember vague, re, specifically from Road Warrior. I don't remember the the music box. On uh, the music box, I think he stole it off a dead body, and then. I think he gave it to that little kid to play with for a bit. And then it pops up again during one of the scenes in Fury Road. Or really California. Mad Max California. That's pretty much what Fury Road is, right? Well, it's going to be California in about five years. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just going to have Mel Gibson going full Mad Max. <laughs> well, Mad Max is... Oh, Mel, Mel Gibson's in Australia right now, right? Uh, I think he's going to shoot a movie, but he still lives in Malibu, doesn't he? Doesn't he have a house in Malibu? Or... Oh, I don't know. I thought he's in Australia. I think he has like his own church built near his house. Because <laughs> no one else will take him. I think he's just really... I think he's Catholic, isn't he? Uh, I don't know. I, just don't I think he's, he's Catholic. He's anti-Semitic, basically. Yeah. But I think he's really big uh, church-going, and he had a church built by his house. Hmm. Yeah. But he's making a movie. I think I read something that he was at the premiere sitting next to George Miller. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hardy was behind him, and I guess he was having a good time watching it. Kept oh, so Mel, Mel Gibson went to the Mad Max thing? Yeah, there were pictures that he went to the premiere, and I think some people thought it was a bit surprising. Mm-hmm. But he was there, and I think George Miller said that he had a he, he enjoyed himself and... Uh, at a few points, was asking about actors and shooting in Australia. So, I think he's looking for people to cast in his new film. I forgot what his new film is going to be about, though. But you like Mel Gibson films? Uh, I think I only saw the Christ one, Passion of the Christ. You didn't see Apocalypto. I never seen. I no. haven't seen Braveheart yet. But oh, Braveheart was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but isn't that a James Cameron one? I think he Mel Gibson starred and directed that one. No, I thought did Mel Gibson win it or something. an Oscar for that? He won a Best Director Oscar for that, didn't he? No, I must have. I don't know. Yeah, they say it's the most historically inaccurate film ever made, though. So because <laughs> <laughs> there was no William Wallace, there was no Scottish Independence. I don't know. I, that's just what I've read. And oh, who cares? Okay. <laughs> it's a movie. <laughs> it's a movie. It's still fun. But um, how would you how would you compare Tom Hardy to Mel Gibson though? In that <clears> role, I think it's fine as a continuation. I don't know if I enjoy Mel Gibson necessarily more or less. They're like, both Australians. They both have that crazy yeah, eye. I, I guess uh, Tom Hardy was a little more fun because he he's I felt he's I feel like some he, more fun mannerisms, right? Yeah, some more fun mannerisms. He's a little more fun of an action star, I think. Um, but Mel Gibson sort of the same way back in the 80s and early 90s, wasn't he? I think the only criticism is that sometimes it kind of sounded like Bane talking. 
Like he had that sort of mumble and that low tone of voice. Yeah, I, that's, like that's, that's another thing I, I had trouble with is that I couldn't understand half the things that are being said in the movie. But, um, he, yeah, he, half the time it kind of sounded like Bane and then the other half it's just... I didn't, I didn't get the Bane thing. I think it was mostly I just didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't hear the, I couldn't really hear the audio very well or something. I didn't know. You were hearing people chewing. In the... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I must have Eating their food. I hate it when they do that, though. Like when they bring in nachos and then a lot of food and it just mm. stinks up the theater. So I'm assuming these new places would have ventilation, right? Uh, yeah, I, guess, I don't know. It, 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 it was all very fancy and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is there anything else to say more about Mad Max then? Uh, well, I guess not. Did you, Did you have anything else? I mean, any other observations? No, I think I definitely want to watch it again. I think this would probably be a movie I would I'd actually buy on Blu-ray, which is uh, different than what I would usually decide with a movie. Yeah. Um, I probably because I would actually want to keep this, because <laughs> <So, laughs> it seems it seems like it's a movie that's that good or that interesting. What were the What were the bits that stood out most for you? Because it's it's a funny movie, but it's not intentionally jokey. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess just the imagery overall uh-huh. is... Because there's is a it, lot it, of questionable dialogue where it's just... <clears throat> it comes off very campy. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty about the same as the other Mad Max films where there's just campy dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue didn't matter to me that much. I, I think the... <laughs> When it's, when you realize that's just a bunch of old ladies on motorcycles, I think that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That spoiled again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's not, like, it's not like you know that there are old ladies on motorcycles, and somehow that's going to ruin the movie for you. <laughs> like, um, maybe. There's so much going on in that movie where there's like they're milking fat ladies. <laughs> you know. Stop <laughs> spoiling the movie. <laughs> I gotta cut all this stuff out. Just well, I'm not gonna, everything. I, I, no. At this point, I'm not, <laughs> not going to cut anything out anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm just going to label accidental Mad Max spoilers. <laughs> that's, Mad Max spoiler road. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the <laughs> that's going to be the title of the of the podcast. But um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of crazy stuff. It feels like it's a Michael Bay movie. For people who don't like Michael Bay movies, yeah, that's like the best description for the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's basically everything you want in an action movie, um, and it's executed very well. Well, it's got like Victoria's Secret models. It's got mm-hmm. explosions and car chases. It's in any other sense, it would be a Michael Bay movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, but it's not a Michael Bay movie. It's probably like the furthest thing from a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, it. I think what it is is, is it. It does a lot of show, don't tell. Um, storytelling mm-hmm. and a lot of it is nuanced and a lot of it is in the interactions between people and um the things that happen rather than what they say and so you kind of don't you, ca- you kind of get used to them a lot of exposition a lot of people saying we got to work together now instead of them just working together um, and everyone's just re- reluctant to work together yeah and you kind of at least what half the movie, right? No one trusts each other. Yeah, and so you you get that uneasy feeling, like are they gonna like kill each other, or because you want them to to work together because there there's a bigger threat out there, 
but then they're still fighting each other. And for most of the movie, I thought that the next guy was gonna get just shot, like, like, uh, like especially during that three-way fight scene. I thought that I thought Matt, Max was just gonna just take the gun and just shoot him in the face and just get rid of him. But um, they actually ended up keeping him for like most of the movie, and I was actually very surprised. And he actually ended up being a very good, mo- a very good character. I thought, um, or at least, well, an, I, or at least an interesting character. Like, you're talking about Nicholas Howitt's character, right? Yes. The, uh the driver, yeah. where he was, yeah. He was Nux, I think. Yeah, I think that's what his name was. Yeah. I don't know. I felt his sort of affection was kind of sped up. His yeah, it was, a little, it was a little weird. I yeah, because but... I thought for a moment he was just sort of playing the other side, and, mm-hmm. like being a spy. And... Well, he was, but he was doing it in, I don't know. I think I think once, I mean, you can see the transformation of the character, so he like fails so many times that he kind of thinks like, okay, what's the point? Yeah, so that that that's what you kind of see. If you like, have to sum it up, the whole film would the whole film be about redemption essentially? Yeah, like there's like three different characters that go through that process, mm-hmm. or at least maybe four even. Even Max, right? Because Max. Yeah, so Max, and then Furiosa, and then Nux, and then yeah. uh, I guess you can even say the 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 main guy, the the general guy, mm-hmm. goes through that too. Like his redemption process is being killed. <laughs> So going back to what you were saying, where you wanted more of what a new—it's not a new life, but catching up on where Max mm-hmm. was. Yeah, that guess, doesn't help at all. Or uh, no, I wanted just to have a little more, I guess, from that. Like, I guess in the beginning, instead of it being a bunch of like, because like he was kind of explaining like, yeah, the beginning is just a brief recap. Stuff, of, yeah, well, it's not even—it wasn't even a recap. It was just, just kind the of main ex- point explaining. Of who... What he was doing out there, and that's it. It wasn't really sort of what happened before kind of thing. Like, they didn't really explain the girl. I don't remember the girl character at all. Um, uh, his daughter, right? Or Well, he didn't have a daughter. Didn't he they, have a wife and a kid? A wife and a son, I believe. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that's why I'm like, okay, is the girl maybe that the one that he gave the music box to? I don't know. Like, they didn't really explain that too much. I guess you're supposed to assume, if you haven't seen the other movies, that it's his daughter. But I don't think it's actually his daughter. But I don't know. I don't remember anymore. What, did he have a daughter or did he have a son? I, I guess I have to look it up again. I read I read that it was a son, but... Are you looking it up now? Yeah. I mean, it could be just another girl he failed to save. It could be. Yeah, I think that's what it what might have been, but I have to... But wouldn't it be a bigger emotional trigger if it was own child or family or i don't i don't necessarily think so because he's been so far removed from like even from the first movie to the second and third like the first movie is kind of like outside of what the second and third are so but even his his history and his family what doesn't that play into a lot of uh fury road because it's all about starting over and starting family and not being burdened by the past Mm-hmm. Let me see. Because I, I think as a character, that's still what he's being haunted by, right? Yeah, he's haunted by the past, and that's essentially, I guess, what it is. Because you can also but see... But specifically, it's not just the past. It's seeing his family killed and not being able to save them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But I thought it was fine. I mean, handling that and transitioning it to this new film... Yeah, I'm not saying it's it was yeah. bad. I just wanted more, I guess. A little bit more.
Did you were you able to find it? No, I can't find who <laughs> even has. All right, so finally, TV upfronts. Uh, did you keep up with anything that's going on with uh, the next season? Yeah, so he has a son, I think. Okay. Yeah, so while vacationing, Max stops at a roadside garage to have a tire repaired while his wife, Jesse, and their infant son, Sprague, go for ice cream. And the two encounter a gang, and then that's when they, that's when that rest of the movie happens. So he has he had a wife and a son. So I think the the girl must have been from the second movie, which was the one probably he attached himself to, uh, gave the music box and stuff like that. So that might have, because that, that might have been the reason why they put the music box in there again, is that it, it kind of told us. I don't it, think it's the same girl though. I don't think even think that was a girl. Well, they had they recasted. So obviously it's not gonna be the same girl. I don't know. I have to look up the real warrior now. And he didn't have the dog anymore. But the dog died, right? Yeah. What the hell just happened? What? Someone get hit by a car outside? Tell about outside yours. Oh no. Here it is, Fero Kid, a boy who lives in the wasteland near the refinery settlement. Speaks oh, only in growls. Fuck. My roommate's dog got hit by a car. Oh, shit. Yeah, one second. I'll be back. Uh, can you go on? Like, can you wait? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm back. That was weird. Everything okay? Or? I guess. I don't know. He's wa he, The dog's wagging his tail, so I guess he's not dead. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just heard like a bunch of screaming outside, and then I heard like a... Like that. I was like, what the fuck is going on out there? Did someone I, just let him out or I don't know, he got away or something. Anyway, it's not my it's not my So <laughs> anyway concern. Anyway. <laughs> um what are we talking about again? Alright, so Mad Max to Road Warrior. That that girl that's not a little girl, it's a little boy. <laughs> so Oh, in the in the in the movie it's a in Road Warrior, that that kid who throws the boomerang, yeah. that's a boy. Well, what, who's the one that gets right the here, music box? Fero Kid, the boy who lives in the wasteland near the refinery settlement. But who gets the music box? That's the little boy. Oh, okay. So who's the girl? I guess it's just I have no idea person. who that girl is now, unless we look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> we just have to look up who is girl, who is the little girl in Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Did you come up with anything? Unless it's supposed to be more... Um, like it's not an actual person. It's just some sort of innocence that's lost. <laughs> like it's more poetic and symbolic of... Of a character than anything else. Anything else that might actually be a person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that could be also be it. Yeah, it's just something to do. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I guess we have to wait until people analyze it more, mm -hmm. and then we'll kind of figure out like what it actually is and who, who, what he's seeing and stuff. So, 
anyway, I guess that's left. I think I personally think it's just probably someone he had interacted with in the past, not necessarily in any of the movies that we saw, and he had an attachment to that person, and then they died. So not necessarily anyone he's related to, but maybe someone who he might, might have like essentially adopted, mm-hmm. and then they tragically died somehow, or he couldn't do anything to save her, and, and he just lost his mind after that, he, and he and, and it pushed him more off the edge, over the edge, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that's probably what the the narrative there is supposed to be, not necessarily anything to do with and being having her being related. I guess if you haven't watched any of the movies, then you'd just be like, oh, that's his daughter. And I guess that's maybe what you're supposed to think, is that it was his daughter, essentially, because maybe he adopted her at some point. So you have to kind of look at it from eyes of not having watched the other ones and also having watched them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you get you get the message out of both ways. So Anyway. So speaking of losses, TV upfronts, are you keeping up with anything that's coming up in the next season? Um... I looked at the at the stuff that you gave me. I didn't mm-hmm. see anything too like interesting. I did think, uh, you know, Gotham was picking up quite a bit. I know you've kind of said it's a lost cause for you. It um, is. I I enjoy it. I know that it's still kind of crappy, and I know it's still kind of campy. Uh, they're saying next season, uh, Gotham is supposed to go head to head with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I think so Supergirl's that Monday win. at eight. Super Supergirl's going to win. No. No. I don't think Supergirl looks good. You, you saw the video or? No. You just don't. I'm confused. Did you see the video or did you not see the video? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. You're, you're saying no a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the concept so much because it's just. Because you hate women. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. <laughs> it's. Because you hate women. Because we've already had a Supergirl. And powerful positions. And that didn't look very good either. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think it, it'll be very good. Because it's going to be Smallville, but for girls. No, she actually has superpowers. She's actually flying and... If anything, it's kind of like Allie McBeal, but she's flying around and saving people. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and oddly enough, Allie McBeal is in the show. Calista Flockhart is in the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're going to just hate Supergirl. <laughs> I just know it. Well, if like it's a on... powerful if it's woman, on... Calista Flockhart, you're not going to like... <laughs> you're not going to like Supergirl because it's a girl with superpowers. <laughs> It's like it's kind of like it kind of looks like Devil Rose Prada, but ish, which mm. I'm sure you hated too, because you hate. I didn't. I didn't watch anything it, with dealing with fashion <laughs> and women. <laughs> You're gonna hate Black Jimmy Olsen, which apparently is. A what? Thing. <laughs> you hate black people like why, that's. Why would they even have a Jimmy Olsen in that? I'm not sure actually, but I think he's there just to keep an eye on. On uh, Supergirl for uh, Superman. So, so the girl, the little girl, needs a big man to help her. Is that what you're proposing? I'm not sure what you're saying. <laughs> is that gonna be her love it interest? Ca- it came off a little creepy when you said it. Like, <laughs> is that gonna be her love interest? Uh, I think it's gearing up that way. I don't know. I'm not sure. You might have to watch it to find out. Well, okay. Uh, if it's on Hulu, I don't mind watching it. I guess. You're going to give it a half an episode, but still just keep watching Gotham, even though Gotham is probably going to be pretty much much worse. Yeah, I, I'm invested at this point. I've already watched the whole season. I might as well just keep watching it. Yeah, Gotham's that bad. You, you're too heavily in to bail now. <laughs> it's like pretty much. I think 
there's more. It's your war on terror. Apparently, <laughs> there are more things that are redeeming about Gotham than the, than are bad. I don't see anything redeeming about Gotham <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, you have the Penguin, you have the Riddler. That's not helping at, at any point. Man. <laughs> you have Donald Logue. Uh, I don't think Donald Logue's helping. I, I I was hopeful when Donald Logue was announced, but he's not cutting it. His character and it's not cutting it. Um, but um, let, I don't know. I'm gonna go through with some of these sh- some of these shows. Okay. And see if these anything stick out. Either just the title of it or the cast. But um, coming back, Agent Carter's coming back. Mm-hmm. I watched Agent Carter and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought surprisingly, wow, Agent Carter. <laughs> I, I thought they were just going to cancel it because I heard it got terrible ratings. I think they're just going to keep it for like a mid season because it's in what six episodes. So they're just going to block it. While uh, was it Agents of Shield is on break. So I think it's fine for them. I don't know. They seem pretty content with it. They're still developing another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff. Another one? I haven't even been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't even know if it's any good. They're saying it got really good, but I don't know. I'm not trusting it. (laughs) I don't trust any of these new shows, man. There's too many comic book shows now. And it's like you have to keep up on all of them, too, and get the whole whole picture. I know. I think Arrow had its season finale, its third season finale, like last week. And I think I'm just gonna watch that. And I'm I'm gonna be done with Arrow. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep watching all of these shows. They're too. Because now you gotta watch the Flash to keep up with Arrow, and then you gotta watch you to. it's, it's the League of League of whatever League of Losers <laughs> for the DC. Ooh, thing. nice one, David. Nice one, <laughs> League of Losers. <laughs> all right, so Abe, I'm gonna go through these networks okay. by alphabetical order. Okay. All right, ABC. We've got uh, the Catch. Another show from Shonda Rhimes, who did, um, what was it? Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. Any of those sound appealing to you? No. <laughs> I hate, I don't like Grey's Anatomy at all. <laughs> because uh, you hate women, their shows. Because that's a terrible show. Uh, I do like Mario Enos. She was in um, the AMC version of The Killing. If you say she's also so. in a couple movies. She was in Sabotage, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Uh-huh. I like her. She's a good actress. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the best show. <laughs> I don't know, but really want to watch a Shonda Rhimes show because they're all pretty intense. Have you seen Scandal or Grey's Anatomy? No, I, I, I saw Grey's Anatomy. I hated it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be like that. Though. I was forced to, to watch it. Because uh, when I had my desk out in the living room, like uh, one of my roommate's girlfriends would always be over on Grey's Anatomy night to watch it. And so I was forced to listen to it, and it was just the worst show. I'm surprised it's still on the air. It's like 30 seasons. I, I am too. I like. I don't understand. But anyway, um, Ken Jeong from Community Hangover. Mm-hmm. You know him, right? Yeah, the, 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 the guy who used to be a doctor. Dr. Ken. Yeah sitcom Friday nights. That's what's called Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken. Are you down for that? I guess. I don't I don't know if I enjoy him that much as a as a Dave lead. Foley is in it. Tisha Kim Maro Martin is in it from uh, Martin and Is this supposed to be a comedy? Yeah, it's a sitcom, yeah, on Friday nights. Is he gonna be married or something or is he just gonna be at the doctor's office all the time? Uh, let's see. 
Ken Jong plays Dr. Ken, a brilliant physician with no bedside manner. He's always trying to be a good doctor as well as a good husband. So, yeah, he's married and has two kids. So I guess he's just taking his sort of crazy doctor antics. He's like, well, I know everything about, everything about doctor stuff because I'm a doctor. And so you guys don't have to write anything about doctor stuff. So I can just, like, improvise that. Yes, exactly. You <laughs> the nail on the head there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Um, the Family, some sort of thriller. So I was looking at those, those press the shots Muppets. for a lot of those things, and there's a lot of just like six or seven people uh, standing but across each other. they're trying to get the entire cast in there, right? Well, they're all like angry or provocative. The Muppets? You gonna watch the Muppets? What are they gonna do? Are they just, is it gonna be a variety show like it used to be, or? Um, it's sort of one of those single cam sitcoms. It's in that vein mm-hmm. of The Office and Modern Family, where it's sort of a documentary. It's supposed to be behind the scenes where they're trying to make a new Muppet show. So it's like a meta, a meta thing. Yeah. Um. So do you think there's a place for a Miss Piggy in today's climate? Sure. That Muppets, that first Muppet film, when the, the one that Jason Segel made, was pretty good. I feel like this people, one looks pretty funny. It looks pretty good. I feel like people are going to be offended. Probably you, because you hate Muppets and you hate women. I don't hate Muppets or, at all. Yeah, you do. Miss, well, okay, so Miss Piggy, she's fat, right? And she's bossy, right? Yeah, you hate Miss Piggy. These are the things that yeah. people don't like about women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the men's rights activists are going to be really against it. Yeah. And then the feminists are going to be against it too because it shows it as uh, demeaning towards women because all women are pigs, apparently. She's like the only female on the show. I think they got a new female character, which is also a pig for some reason. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wonder what's going on there. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think anyone's really complaining about Miss Mo- Piggy. Not Miss yet. Piggy's always like a strong character, Cause, right? Because people are still in disbelief that Muppets are actually getting a new show. Do you just hate everything? Is that it? Do you just hate Muppets? And... <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. That's, okay. that's what I'm coming down to. Uh, Uncle Buck. You remember Uncle Buck, don't you? John Candy film? Yes. They're, they're remaking making, it? They're making it as a TV show? Making that TV show with Mike Epps as Uncle Buck. Uh, okay. No, not happening because you hate blacks and minorities. Um, I don't. I never saw Uncle Buck, so I don't know right. if it's funny or not. But it's not the same. It's not John Candy, right? So it's just like. Oh, well, I hope not, because John Candy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should dig him out of Zombie his grave John and put him Candy, on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Life in Pieces. Mm-hmm. Sitcom. I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Hanks is in it. Um, I, don't know, I thought there would be more people. Apparently, some of the writers from Modern Family worked on it. Limitless, based on the film with Bradley Cooper. I th- you know, I, th- I think I'm not looking forward to that. All right, so Limis- Limitless, based on the film starring Bradley Cooper, who is making a recurring role. Yay or nay? <clears throat> I guess I could, I can 
see where it goes and see what happens, but it's just like, uh, didn't we already get all that we want to get out of that from the movie? Did you see any of it? Any clips? No. Um, I guess Bradley Cooper is giving him supplies of the drug, that NZT mm-hmm. drug, and this guy becomes super smart and starts helping the FBI solve cases. That's basically the premise. It's a procedural, essentially. Okay. <laughs> Why would? <laughs> okay, that's like completely different than. So he's basically what's that? What was that one? Uh, it was like Ed or something like that. Ed, I don't know. It's like a the guy who was a secret agent for the CIA, and he's just like a, some nobody guy. Some about Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, and he's like he's like super smart. Maybe I don't think it's uh, a sitcom though. It's just more of an. Oh, so this drama. is a sitcom. No, this is Chuck was a sitcom, my friend. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, it just seems kind of played out. More or less, yeah. So you're less interested now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's from the same people. What we got? We got Mark Webb, who did the Spider-Man films. Uh, Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi. You remember those names, right? Oh my God! <laughs> this is for Limitless. <laughs> Bradley Cooper, Todd Phillips, Ryan okay. Kavanaugh. Oh no! Those are the executive producers. Oh no! <laughs> Just to name a few. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> are they trying to give me like a heart attack? <laughs> um, Supergirl, mm-hmm. which looks like it could be fine because watching that trailer or preview for it, I think I, I do like Melissa. Bennett's, I don't really know how to say her last name, but she does look, she does look fun in that role. She looks good in the role. Okay. But um, everything else about it kind of sketchy. I don't know. You didn't see any of it? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I mean, people really like that pedigree of Greg Berlanti mm-hmm. and his whole Arrow and Flash crew. But, uh, I mean, I'm not that big of a fan of, of it, but at least she's flying, she's doing stuff. So it's the same crew that's doing the Arrow and... Um, yeah. Okay. It's so coming from them. But it's going on a competing network? Yeah, it may or may not be tied into the Arrow, the CW-related shows. I think they're going to try to do some crossovers, but at this point, it's kind of up in the air whether or not they're going to have that type of cross-network cooperation. Mm-hmm. But, um... Do you think CBS is going to do another big year? Because it's still dominating network television. Well, they cancer. seem to be doing something right. Uh, canceled on CBS. Battle Creek, The McCarthy's, The Mentalist, The Millers, Stalker, and Two and a Half Men. Oh, no, not Two and a Half Men. Did you watch any of Two and a Half Men? I did. Um, How many episodes total? It's, I mean, my parents are really into it, so it'd be like whenever they were watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a few episodes here and there, and then also one, I believe, uh, in school. And then I watched one after Ashton Kutcher was on it. No. Oh. And then just to see how it was, because I was familiar with it. Yeah, I watched a total of two shows. One, one of them was when Ashton Kutcher just came on. Yeah. 
and the other one was just some some episode <clears throat> that I caught in reruns. I think it, it feels like a show that's been on too long for its own good. Um, but for whatever reason, it's, it's still not reruns. very funny though. It's it's not funny. Yeah, at all. it's <laughs> it's it's just it's a normal comedy. It's like the Friends of today. Well, I like Friends. Friends well, is I don't like Friends at all. If anything, Friends is probably a, bit, a much better show than Two and a Half Men. I guess I can agree with that, but I mean, even Two and a Half Men, I didn't. I mean, I I laughed at Two and a Half Men. Friends, I don't laugh at anything. I mean, there's some things that are funny, sure, but I just like I don't. I because just sit you there hate and, women and relationships. And... I guess so. <laughs> so we did ABC, CBS, on the CW. Mm-hmm. How many CW shows do you watch? And if any, none. None. I mean, they've they're starting to come up. They've got uh, very well received Jane the Virgin, I Zombie. You know, I Zombie, right? From no. Rob Thomas, the creator of Veronica Mars. No. No. Is it about uh, Apple fans or something? Um, it's based off a comic book series. Where a girl, she comes back from the dead, she eats brains. It's a procedural, so she eats the brains, she sees how they died, and she catches the, uh, solves the murder, essentially. Okay. Yeah. So she's a so she's a zombie, but not really a zombie? No, she's a zombie. She still eats brains. That's, in their world, zombies eat brains, apparently. Which is something, I guess, was started with Return of the Living Dead, but that's here and here or there. So C- CW... Um, crazy ex-girlfriend comedy, Rachel Bloom stars. Crazy young woman who impulsively gives up everything. Her partnership, her prestigious law firm, upscale apartment, she just gives up everything. Is it a procedural? Uh, it's a comedy. I don't know if it's a procedural or not. I don't know if she's going to solve any murders, but... <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna solve every crazy ex-girlfriend murder. <laughs> Everything's a procedural. Yeah, so that's why I'm curious. Just like leagues of legends of tomorrow. <laughs> legends of idiots. <laughs> is that? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm thinking of this. Reusing that one. Eh? Okay. <laughs> Going back for that one. Uh, it's a big crossover. It's kind of like. Taking all the rejects from Arrow and Flash and putting them into one show. But Arrow and Flash aren't going to actually be in it? I think they're going to be in it for a couple episodes. Maybe like small recurring parts. But So are these supposed to be heroes or what? I don't understand. Uh, I'm thinking with like Guardians of the Galaxy, they're just going to do more team-ups, stuff like that. Okay. That's kind of like what this is. I think they only have one new show on CW. Everything else is returning. Oh, two new shows. They got uh, that Legends of Tomorrow and then Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and everything else just carrying over from last season. Well, I guess that means it's a good thing, right? Because they don't need to replace anything? I guess so, but you still want like a bigger lineup. But CW isn't even that big of a minute work, so I don't think they're really trying to do anything big. It's all like hour-long dramas, mm-hmm. essentially. But a lot of their shows are old. I mean, Supernatural is going in. It's in its 10th season, so it's going into its 11th season. Jesus. And then um, Arrow's three seasons in. Flash will be its second season. 
iZombie would be second season. Vampire Diaries, it's up there too. It was like nine seasons mm-hmm. or something like that. Top Mono has been on for like ever, forever. So I don't know, man. They're going to need some new shows soon. Some more new shows. Uh, so CW, we're going to Fox. So you mostly just watch Fox, right? Uh, I, well, yeah, Fox. I guess so. Yeah. Josh Peck from the Mini Project, which I know you hate, right? Because you hate women and. Yeah, I really don't like Mini Project. Yeah. I I de- didn't understand why anyone thought it's funny or think that she's funny. I guess we can save it for another topic. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Mindy Project. Yeah. Uh, the Grinder with Rob Lowe. Isn't and... that isn't that like a terrible name for a show? It is. Yeah, it's a legal comedy. I don't know why you would call it the Grinder. Because especially now that Grinder is associated with gay dating. Yeah. It's not so, even gay dating, is it? It's like just gay hookups. Yeah, or yeah, gay hookups. Even. <laughs> it's not even dating. It's it's hookups. I feel like you should just make so, a grinder account and then go on a <laughs> grinder date just so we have something to talk about. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ben Savage, Rob Lowe. How's that sounding to you? Yeah, I mean, it sounded okay, but it's just the name, I guess. Like whenever you hear the name, you're just gonna think gay hookup app. Would it help if it were about great gay hookups? Maybe. But then they would probably get sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, we added an E to Grinder. Totally different. You don't have it. <laughs> they would have to get licensing. Yeah. Or at least have some sort of agreement struck. And that would cost money. That would be interesting because there was a Christian bingo film. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I don't think it's a bad idea to have some sort of a TV show based on... But would it be a reality show? Would it be like a scripted drama? I don't know. Anyway, all right. Guy to survive. The guy to surviving life looks terrible. And I don't know anyone in it. So we'll just skip it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best I can do. Um, Lucifer. Mm -hmm. A new supernatural drama. I think it's a procedural. It's based on Neil Gaiman's Sandman and uh, their interpretation of Lucifer, the king of hell, who leaves hell to become some sort of consultant for the LAPD, I think. So he's solving cases, stuff like that. I can dig it. Yeah. Minority Report. See, I'm interested in where they go with that. How much did you read about it? Um... Not just that the the lead is a woman. Yeah, I like Megan Good. I think she deserves better material than she's been in, but I do like Megan Good. I don't know who she is. She was in um, Brick, the film, Ryan Johnson's uh, first film with Joseph Gordon Lovett. And... No, not remembering it. No. She was also in Stomp the Yard and some other I've NBC show. Yeah. She's been around. She just hasn't been anything big, I, mm-hmm. I guess you can say. But, uh, yeah, it's a sequel to the film. Carries on from the film. I don't think Tom Cruise is going to be in it, though. Yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah. 
yeah, so I guess I'm just interested because I, I really enjoyed Minority Report, and mm-hmm. I guess that there is potential for a TV show there. So I, I don't know. think it's going to do well just because it looks very similar to Almost Human. Yeah, and I think well. that's that's probably what it's going to come down to is that I guess Almost Human got canceled, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I enjoyed that actually. I, I only watched like the, the pilot and maybe the second episode. And I enjoyed it because I liked uh, Carl. What's his name? Weathers. <laughs> Shit. What? <was> Carl <laughs> Urban. Think, yeah. Yeah, Carl Urban. Yeah, I like him uh, a lot. Yeah. So I I enjoyed him in it, even though I didn't necessarily like the characters too much. Um, but I had it was just a pilot or second episode, so I, you have to get into it before you get kind of a better idea. Yeah, but this minority part looks like it could be pretty good. Sure. Yeah. If I, anyone wants to know what it's about, I mean, um, Megan Good's character is, I think, a police detective, and she runs into one of the precogs from the film. Mm-hmm. Was one of the twins, and he only gets the visions and not the names of who's being killed. So he has to team up with Megan Good's character to solve these cases. That's basically the premise. Yeah. So the, I think they're gonna, just going to be solving cases each week, right? Yeah. So it's basically so it's just not really a minority report as far as like a the the establishment of a bureau. It's just going to be the guy. Yeah. And the girl. And Trying to their, build their, a life for him and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess maybe that's not as interesting. Yeah. Because I I like. The, I don't think there's going to be a big conspiracy. Yeah. Well, I like I like be, the department. Not. I like the conspiracy. Like the. The governmental implications, like that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But if it's just some dude who can tell the future, then it's not gonna be as interesting. Because <laughs> it's gonna be like some guy from hell comes and helps the FBI, or it's gonna be like, like it's just people who know more things than they should helping mm-hmm. helping them move the story along, basically. Yeah. And that's that's kind of like a cheap uh, storytelling device, I think. Sure. Why not? Uh, next, we got Rosewood medical drama. Sounds like another one. Just another bland medical drama. Rosewood. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like a horror film, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it would be a horror film. Like. I guess. It sounds like a school to me or something. Yeah. Where a bunch of dead kids used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like a lot of the reboots are just basically procedurals anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like the continuations of the uh, the movies mm-hmm. are just procedurals. Like, yeah. like, like, like they made Limitless into a procedural. It just sounds so weird to me. Because the whole concept of the movie was making financial gain for yourself, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to help the FBI. Would you prefer just more serialized? Yeah, I would have preferred him yeah. like trying to instead of just solving cases. Yeah, make a business. The thing in that and... in that Limitless series, it's someone else who's also producing that drug and giving out to people, and and mm-hmm. so they're they need this guy who's taking a drug to help them. I guess curb these new superhumans who have, who's using who's abusing the drug for their own gain. Yeah, I would have. I guess I would have liked more of a a financial espionage sort of thing. Like it's just a private businesses going against each other sort of thing. So more like a soap opera. I guess. Where he's just gone off the rails and his life just escalates into more troubling aspects from the drug. Yeah. Glee's done. Grace Point is canceled. Uh, mini projects moving to Hulu. 
Mm-hmm. Red Band Society was canceled. Thank goodness. That looked like the stupidest show ever. It looked terrible. <laughs> and all it was is that black lady who I'm sure is a very nice lady. All she was doing was... There's really, like a recurring like, thing with you <clears throat> on this episode where it's like black and ladies. <laughs> like you don't like... <laughs> Or, or basically every shot of the trailer that I saw was was her like standing in a doorway, having a very condescending look people, on her yeah. face. Yeah, scolding people <laughs> and saying, "Really?" or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, like, is that all her? All she does?" And then yeah, that's all she does. <laughs> <laughs> so all that's yeah, like it's I want a character that stands in the doorway and crosses her arms and is very condescending. Yeah. So we did Fox. The last one's NBC. Hmm. Are they? Does it seem like they have any good shows? No. <laughs> they what don't. is going on with them, man? I don't know. I, I had f- hopes for NBC. I feel like the last ten years they've been just off their off their game. Pretty much, but isn't that just some sort of comeback <laughs> in the weights, in the mist? I guess, but it's like they only have Law and Order, uh, SVU, and SVU has jumped the shark fifteen million times already, and it's just. Yeah, it's awful. And I think they're supposed to bring back the original series, which I don't even know why they ever canceled the original series. I feel series. like every time they seem like they're on the comeback, uh, it just doesn't happen for them. Yeah. Right? Like, they had the voice, but it's just it just not working for them, you know? Well, they ruined it, I think. Yeah. And so, the voice is, I guess it's a good show, because they got good judges on that show. Like, actual names. Well, I liked, I liked it. I watched, like, maybe half a season worth. Yeah. But um, it's not American Idol big. You know what I'm saying? Like American no, it's Idol. definitely it's not as big, but it's definitely way more interesting. Yeah. But it's, um, it's like they should have that as a big home run. And even some of their comedies were pretty big. Or not big, but at least fan-worthy yeah. of having interest. But it just doesn't happen for them for some reason. And uh, But Blind Spot looks okay. And looks pretty interesting. It's a thriller. Also from the guys behind Arrow and Flash. I don't think it's connected, though. But mm-hmm. She plays this mysterious woman who's found in a duffel bag with tattoos all over her. And they each tattoo is just one clue to some sort of case. These are she, all the people that were murdered. Yeah, and she teams up with... FBI agent Kurt Weller. Another one of these, like, I know more than you know, so I'm going to help you solve these cases thing. But she knows nothing. She only has tattoos on her body. But she's still... <laughs> oh, my God. But she and for still some knows reason, more. she's got Jason Bourne abilities where she can just kick people's asses and doesn't remember who she is and how she got those skills. But that's, uh, yeah, that's a blind spot. We also got Chicago Med from Dick Wolf, who did Law & Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game of Silence. Some sort of drama. Gripping new drama about a successful Atlanta attorney whose long lost childhood. I'm done. (laughs) 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 Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Shades of Blue. That's interesting. The iconic Jennifer Lopez stars as sexy New York detective. So I guess, but but who helps Jennifer her? Jennifer Lopez is, um, a, an android helps Jennifer. 
We need to have someone who helps her yeah. solve her crimes because she can't do it herself. An alien robot from the future. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm on I'm on with this show now. Ray Liotta plays that alien robot. <laughs> <laughs> and his and his uh catchphrase is stick a dick in it. <laughs> <laughs> stick a dick in it. We're done. <laughs> Plug up the hose. We're out of here. Ray Liotta as future alien space robot. <laughs> who helps solve stars? Who helps the NYPD solve crimes yeah. in the past? <laughs> Dick Star Lord. <laughs> Dick Lord. <laughs> yeah, but that's upfront. Anything? Anything from that uh, list of shows? I think I'm going to check out Supergirl. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check out that uh, Chicago Med. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check out that Red Band Society. The one that's canceled? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's canceled, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> and uh, Japanese game shows. Right? Yeah. You should pitch that next time. David in Japanese game shows. <clears throat> me and in, me and any TV show. Yeah. Other that, you win um, Red Band Society. You could have been uh, that sassy nurse. <laughs> you got cancer. What are you doing? Just walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> really? Said, that would have been you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Stop feeling bad about yourself because you got cancer. Just you, sing a song. You feel better. <laughs> you think this is the end? This is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Now give me that needle. I'm gonna give you a bone marrow transplant. <laughs> <laughs> now put that red band on you. Yeah. I think that show was narrated by a dead person. <laughs> that makes it any better. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I died of cancer. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> Involving eight other people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna tell uh, you everything about what they thought. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So many shows are going to be canceled next season. <laughs> yeah. It seems, yeah, it does, definitely seems at least 30 sh- new shows are coming. Yeah. And they're all, like, half of them are procedurals, half of them are superheroes, and half of them are uh, reboots. That's half how it is are, every season, man. It's half of like them are movies to TV shows. The movie, the TV show thing seems like a new trend to me. Yeah, it only happened like a couple years now where they were making movies to shows. Back then, it was like TV shows to movies. Yeah. Oh. And that was the other way around. So what other movies would you want to see as a TV show? I would want to see Homeward Bound. Homeward Bound. As a t- I, I don't think I've ever seen Homeward Bound. It's, would you see uh, Cloverfield? Cloverfield as a TV show? Sure. Yeah. I would watch Cloverfield as a show, right? Like, how many tapes would that be, though? <laughs> it's, like... it's just the same night over and over. <laughs> just from different perspectives? Just yeah. different people each season? Yeah. Or... That would be a pretty interesting concept. Right? Yeah. You can see the entire thing happen from different perspectives. And then the the last episode is just the monster's perspective. They're just sitting around smoking giant cigars. <laughs> and you know, he just he's just like in space and then he launches down and he just starts eating everything. I don't think it was a, a space monster though, wasn't it? Just, did it just come from the ocean? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> they didn't really explain it that much, did they? 
Uh, I think there's like some comics or something like that. But well, in the movie, they didn't really explain it. The movie didn't explain anything. <laughs> if that helps at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I'm surprised they didn't make like a Pacific Rim type sequel to that. Or it's like a Pacific fighting, Rim, like where they're fighting that monster or something. They should do a crossover. Pacific Rim versus Cloverfield. Yeah. Well, they're making a Pacific Rim too. Yeah, they are. They're also making a what cartoon? They're also making a TV show. Yeah, but it's a cartoon, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Would you watch it's, the it'd Descent? Be like, it'd be like Gundam. Would you watch the Descent? With who? Oh, is that the uh... the horror film with the girls in the cave? Uh, yeah, I heard it was okay. What about um, Antichrist, that Lars von Trier movie? <laughs> I don't know what that is. You never seen Antichrist? Nope. What about uh, Human Centipede? Would you watch that as a series? Probably not. I think they're making a third one. There may or may not be a trailer for a third Human Centipede. Uh-huh. Groundhog Day. Would you watch Groundhog Day as a... Are they doing a TV show for that? I feel like eventually they would, but not yet. <clears throat> I feel or like they, they did a sequel or they're doing a sequel or something like that. Probably. Or a reboot. But yeah, I guess Groundhog Day might work as a series. Sure. Because um, how many days was he in doing the same day? How many? How I don't know. I think it's probably like a year. I think it was longer than a year because he – yeah. You could just do the same day over and over. So did, so did it – I forgot uh, what the I think there were. was an article online that tried to solve the case Yeah. Did how it, long. Did it end when he just went to sleep or did it end when it hit 12? Like it he, ended when he goes to sleep. Okay. So you could potentially live past that day. It I think just, so. It would just reset when he went to sleep. Yeah. So I think it was. It feels like it's more like a reset of his brain instead of the day. In that case. Yeah. Unless you just count like his entire day is, how long it is between, he he wakes up and goes to sleep. Yeah, I guess because I guess if he wakes up and then goes to sleep again, he'll wake up and. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna go into it that much anymore. <laughs> I have to watch the movie again. It's been a what while. about Hancock? The Will Smith film. Uh, no. No? Didn't people hate that movie? Uh, I think it was okay. I never ended up watching it. But you wouldn't watch like another superhero movie? Superhero series? Don't we have enough? Yeah, we do have a lot. What about G.I. Joe, a live-action TV series? Uh, yeah. I would. Would was, would you want it campy like um, yeah it would have the to be cartoon camp- it has to be like the cartoon, and then it would have to have the amazing theme song, and then it would have to have it would have to end with a more you know, thing. It should. That's how I would have made it too. It just it has to be the exact structure of the cartoon. It can't I feel be like anything different. They should just make a bunch of animes into live action shows, and it would be That's it would be fantastic. Pr- I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if that happened at some point. Yeah, like wouldn't you watch a live action uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion? <laughs> I never actually watched that show, so no. Or like Gundam Wing. Yeah, I would. 
or um, Ranma one half. Were... But they would have to really Americanize it, so it would it would barely even be like it was. Even Ranma one half. I never I never saw it. Never saw Ranma one half. No. Ranma one half is about this guy who's engaged to this girl, uh, but um, he's a martial artist, and he and his dad fell into this mystical pool. And when he came out, he became this big-breasted ginger girl. <laughs> and every time he gets splashed with cold water, he would turn into a woman, a redheaded woman. Mm-hmm. And with hot water, he would change back into a, a guy. And that's basically the whole series. His dad would turn into a panda. And there's just a bunch of other characters who also fell in that pool. Mm-hmm. So That sounds funny. Yeah. It's on Hulu. You can watch the whole anime series on Hulu. I know. There's like so many things I have to watch. <laughs> like Lupin the Third. Who wouldn't watch Lupin the Third? That's a, <laughs> it's a series. Yeah, I hear I hear about that. I don't know yeah. too much about it. So, uh, what else would there be? Anything else? <clears throat> uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. I'd rather have that as a movie, though. Wouldn't you rather see it as a movie. Well, that would just ruin it, though. I don't know. I think I think they can make a a good one. Well, they're just doing the animated ones now, so I guess it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> there, were, there is that new one. Yeah, they're, they're making a new TV Dragon show. Dragon Ball Super, so. yeah. Which is just ignoring GT, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah. guess. Yeah. And people are happy about that. I guess I yeah. I I actually don't even have a uh, opinion. I didn't watch enough of GT to actually care. I I liked it just because it was more of Dragon Ball. So I don't know what like it's, it's like it's not a zero sum with it. It's like you're not getting that instead of something else you're getting that because that's what you would you're gonna get yeah so because toriyama wasn't involved with gt at all so that that i think that was what people didn't like about it so it wasn't considered canon yeah but he's he's coming back for super isn't he? But he's coming back, yeah he's coming back for super yeah some guy told me that he was he died a long time ago <laughs> and that's why <laughs> I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he didn't die. But. Yeah, what I want to see is like also like uh, games, I guess, too, coming out as TV shows. I didn't like the games that much, though. Like Chrono Trigger? You're talking about the Dragon Ball games, right? The no, not, games? not the Dragon Ball fighting games. I mean, like, games coming as like a TV show. Okay. Like a Chrono Trigger. Like, that's Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Like, Toriyama designed the characters in that, in that game. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that as a TV show. Like, because it's got a lot to do with, like, time travel and, mm. and dimensional stuff with Chrono Cross and stuff like that. That would be pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anything else? Nope. Anything <laughs> learned? From... Well, nothing what... learned. Nothing gained <laughs> from this. <laughs> I learned that bad shows get canceled. Yeah. And uh, bad shows get renewed on Hulu. Yes. <laughs> Just because you hate women and... Everything they stand for. I don't hate women. Women just hate me, so I hate them back. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good luck finding dates. <laughs> that should be on your OK Cupid profile. I hate women, and women don't usually like me. That's why I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Life as a slave on an alien ship. It's the only life to live. Nothing has greater purpose. And to serve our master, please free us 
We are near the planet Chong 3. I'd been driving a Lincoln long before anyone ever paid me to drive one. I didn't do it to be cool. I didn't do it to make a statement. I just liked it. Remember to ask your parents before going to squackle.com.